Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Red Flags and Rosé. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Megan. And we're so glad you've joined us for yet another week. Or yeah. if it's your first time, welcome. welcome. We're so glad that you all have chosen yes. or accidentally stumbled upon yes. your new favorite podcast. We're going to go with chosen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I want to feel wanted. Oh, <laughs> don't we all? Don't yes, we all? we do. Today, yeah. we are going to be talking about kind of like a part two to the love languages. Yes. And it's going to kind of be Megan's stage because she did the research on apology languages. You know what? My teachers will be proud because... You did a great job. I saw that outline. You have I it usually don't. Down. Hey, listen. She's carrying me this week, you I all. I am by. tired. I am worn out from work but also getting on the up and up from being so like depressed and <laughs> emotional so i'm finally getting like back into my groove basically her estrogen levels are like here yeah instead of here the testosterone is out of my body you know yeah, fucking men well when i learned that mm -hmm. i got a certain high to me when it's like people say it that you're a, a bitch on your, when you're pmsing or on your period and whatever and it's because your peak testosterone is during that time and i'm like wait <laughs> wait you're telling me that the male hormone is what's making me a little bitch yes makes sense 100 <laughs> percent. love you all <laughs> i'm just kidding i do yeah <laughs> sometimes we actually do. shout out to this car this car will its horn will go this off this is a different car are you sure i promise you because their horn sounds old Kyrie. Kyrie. hey you don't have to you don't have to save the day buddy i know welcome to kaylee's life lay down yes my guard dog who <laughs> loves to just bark at everything is very reactive um that's okay but yeah, perks of living in an apartment. Yes. But anyways, let's get into how the week was. Yeah. Did you have a good one? It was okay. Mm -hmm. um, not too much to highlight. I had a friend visit um, from out of town. They came in to visit her mom and then they surprised us for dinner, which was good. I wish I would have had more energy. I mean, you know how that goes. Anytime you try to do something during the week. Yep. You're like, oh, tired. Yeah. Um, but I took it in. So that was good. I felt like I wasn't home at all because we had the dinner Monday. Um, we did something on Tuesday for dinner that was not at home. I don't remember. Wednesday, we went to my parents um because storm we were supposed to have some bad storms mm -hmm. and i just from the last time when the sirens went off at like 11 o'clock yeah we like raced over there i'm just gonna let y'all know my house will not survive she would be like and neither would we yeah if no, something happened it would be so, like the wizard of oz <laughs> yes so we took the precautions and went and stayed at my yeah. parents house um, better to be safe and then yesterday I don't remember what I did, but I wasn't home on time after work. And Maisie had a makeup swim lesson. So Austin did that. 
basically went to sleep. Oh, I do remember what happened yesterday. Oh, yesterday pissed me off. I didn't tell you. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm finding out with you all. <laughs> it's nothing like super serious, but yeah. obviously you all know that we have this puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided that my prescription glasses were going to be her chew toy. Yes. Um, no. Yep. So now I have to go get new ones. Uh. It's fine. It's fine. Really, hopefully, they can just replace the lens because that's the only thing that she got was just one of the lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I get home and we are like eating dinner. I'm tired. So after dinner, I was like, let's give Maisie a bath because she had swim. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get everything ready. We have no fucking formula. We have no formula. So I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> We had just enough to make a bottle for, like, that night. Yeah. And so I was like, Austin, you're going to have to. Yeah, you have to go get it. And, of course, every place but one sold out over formula. Mm. So he went. It was fine. So I was feeding her, sitting on the couch, about to get her to sleep, and I just feel something warm. No. <laughs> on my foot. And we have like a little cha- like a little lounger like on her couch. Yeah. So I'm like lounging. I'm like sitting like this and she's up here and I'm like doing this. Something warm on my foot. Fucking dog peed on my foot and all over the couch. Mm-hmm. For what? Puppies are actually designed by Satan himself. <laughs> like because I get it. Like uh, what? Oh Sorry, my guys. god. Okay, the dogs are designed by Satan himself too. Hey. <laughs> like they just do what they want. And I'm telling you this breed too. Yeah. It it's... is 100% that breed. They're so stubborn. Mm-hmm. They do it how they want to do it no matter how you're training them. Yep. So, I understand the frustration because that's happened to me in my bed before is the main reason other than him shedding that he sleeps in his bed on the ground Mm -hmm. now because i'm like this is not happening no so that Uh, pissed me off because i had just gotten Maisie to sleep so i'm like holding her i have piss on my foot right the dog is just like (laughs) like nothing just happened (laughs) like i feel so much better (laughs) like you know I will never get rid of her, but you know. In that and moment, I know, you're thinking about opening that door and just setting him free. Bro, I called Austin. I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I cannot take this fucking dog. I'm so tired. She's testing my nerves. I was so upset. And he was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. She's just a puppy. It'll be fine. It's the puppy stage. And I have to remember because Willow, Willow was not that bad, but she still had her ways. Yeah. They all do. They do. They all have their own little personality, but the puppy stage, no matter what, fucking sucks. And you forget (laughs) about it because you love how little they are. Mm -hmm. And I miss when he was small all the time. People have more than one baby, too. Oh, my God. Telling you. It's the worst. (laughs) Worst. And then you have the second one, and you're like, why? Why? Yeah. (laughs) Why did I do that to myself? Mm. um other than that worked overtime 
but we got to leave early. So I took a big ass fucking nap with Maisie and now I'm here. A little disoriented, but I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. How was your week? It was good. Um, I think we figured out I worked 45 hours mm-hmm. Monday through today or Sunday through today. And then I work tomorrow too. So I'll probably end up with like 50 something and then a day off. But then I get through Monday, Tuesday too. Yes. So working a lot, but it's been good because it's been on my own terms. It's not mm-hmm. because I have to. I'm just like, okay, I have the opportunity to get like however much I want mm-hmm. in overtime. So why not? So I'm taking advantage of that. But that's really all I did. I kind of picked up around here a little more. Um, but I worked came home went to sleep like literally every day yeah that was it I didn't do anything outside of that but I needed it you know and now I'm ready to have more social interactions and figure out how to include that more in my life Mm -hmm. but I think it's because I took the time and wasn't like mean to myself about needing yeah to only do what I have to and now I feel like I'm more able to make that emotional space for people. Yeah. So not really men right now. No. I'm figuring that out as I go. That the it's almost like the longer I'm alone, the less I'm willing to let someone else in. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily because the wall is built up, but because now I'm like, I've always had a standard of, like, you need to contribute yeah. quite a bit to my life. But now it's like, okay, if you're taking away from my peace at all, mm-hmm. I have no room for you. If you are not contributing, bringing extra things to the table that I'm not already doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to detract from that and make me feel bad for what I'm doing. Yeah. It just, it's not giving what it's, it's supposed to. No. So, And it's not I'm worth fine. it. We're too old. Yes. For games. It's too not... old for games. Too old to be involved with someone who is doing anything other than providing you with more than what you would have without them. Yeah, we talked about it last week, right? Or the week before? One of these episodes. Inspiration. Orgasms. Income. income and energy. Yeah. And Don't I can waste her time. <laughs> I'm not even giving them the chance. <laughs> To be honest with you. It's it's like like, a man says hot, blocked. I can't give time right now. I don't know what it is. You don't have to. I know I don't have to, but it's like sometimes I want that attention. You know, like not just attention, but that Mm -hmm. like that type of attention steadily with somebody. And I was actually just talking about this on the phone with one of my really good friends. Mm -hmm. We were talking about how like at this point in life, I crave that relationship because I want to have sex when I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to come home, have sex, or surprise them with oral or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And random men don't deserve that from me. No. <laughs> because I'm a performer. <laughs> and so I want him to be playing video games or like just Mm -hmm. in his element and i just grace him with head Mm -hmm. you know because it's what he deserves 
Yeah. He makes me happy. He provides for me. I'm going to blow his mind for no reason. I want that. A lot of men are not that worthy. They're not. But that's exactly what I'm saying right now is I'm not giving that to a hookup. No. You know, I don't want to just surprise you with head if you're not even giving me a label or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we'll get there eventually. I am finally at a place, though, where I feel like I'm like, it'll happen when it happens. But right now I'm fine. Um, But it is kind of bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) that all of these bitches on TikTok are like, oh, I found I wasn't looking for him. You know, I just got out of this long relationship and it just happened. And I'm like, yeah. You're making fun of me, bitch. Three years single, bitch. Well, that's a trend right now on TikTok, though. Uh-oh. With the song that you sent me this morning. The, the <laughs> Yeah, by Pharrell. And I'm like. Okay, so about that song. First of all, I sent it because it should just cheer you up. Well, it pisses me off now because of that TikTok trend. I didn't Second. even know what it was, and I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'll keep Hold that thought because I'll forget this. It reminds me of that time you sent me that Surfaces song. That song by Surfaces that's like, um, feeling good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I fucking hate that song. And she sent it to me, and I didn't know who Take sang it, it easy. or who it was by. And I was like, I clicked it, and it was that feeling good. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill her but she didn't know <laughs> but anyways no i made fun of my sister for listening to that because that song by pharrell mm-hmm. is from fucking despicable me yeah and like i knew that but i didn't like put it together at first and she just kept listening to it and i'm like are you really fucking listening to the song are you a child and now look at me <laughs> now you're you're liking that song huh but i like the message that it brings more than yeah the song i mean i love despicable me don't get me wrong but happy i fucking, fucking hate, that, hate song, that song and that's the same energy that that song gives me 100 percent. but that tiktok trend where they use that song and they're like point of view you're not looking for a relationship and it just happens and it's like all these cute pictures and nice text messages and i'm like <laughs> i haven't been looking for like forever and but well excuse me guys sorry she i bore the shit out of her no i'm tired (laughs) i told you i woke up from that fucking nap disoriented as shit because i should have set an alarm because i'm not one of these people like i need like 20 to 30 minutes i let myself have two hours and it was too much that's what happened i am very jealous that you got a two-hour nap (laughs) I am a two-hour napper. If I can't nap for over an hour and a half, I at least need an hour, but I won't do it. I will not take an hour nap because I know (laughs) I will wake up pissed off. I am definitely one of those people where if I have to wake up by an alarm from my nap, probably shouldn't take it. (laughs) Or, life hack, I take my instant-release Adderall and then take the nap. And then I'll wake up from the nap as I'm like, (laughs) it's kicking in. So like 15, 20 minutes and I feel fine. So any of you out there. I learned that on uh, Reddit though. They were like showing you how to take advantage of uh, Adderall in a way that will work with your ADHD brain. 
So they were saying, like, if you're really tired, the Adderall's not even going to help you focus, which it doesn't. No. It doesn't wake you up. It does not. It literally just makes you, like, not feel as shitty. Mm -hmm. But if you take it and you have 30 minutes, take it and then take a little little snooze, you feel great. Mm. Yeah. For all you druggies out there. Oh, my God. If my psychiatrist is watching this, do not pay attention to her. (laughs) I am using it as prescribed. Yes. I'm just kidding. She is. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm about to get my script taken away, you I'm bitch. Kidding. I'm about to edit this out. Anyway, I may have taken one or two. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never. And you know that. The way that I am definitely <laughs> editing this out. You fucking bitch. Only weed for me, please. Yet she won't smoke with me. When do we ha- have time? I have offered you, like, the three times that I offered you, you're like, no, I don't do that. You're like, I'll only do an edible. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll smoke it. But now you have your pen. Yes, now I have my pen. But then I have to drive home. I don't trust myself. I don't like doing that shit. I'm a pansy ass bitch. I know. It's Okay. We will do a high episode when we're in Indy. I'm just going to be fucking laughing the whole time. It's probably with me. I mean, that's kind of normal. All I do is make you laugh, so. <laughs> no, but it'll be bad. To the point where I can't breathe. Probably. I think it'll be a great episode. So It will. Anyways, <laughs> the week went by really fast but slow. Yes. For it, it, as it was usual. weird though it's like the days go by super slow but somehow it's friday already but they yes. still they went fast too i don't know this week was like i was in a weird ass a state fog. of mind yeah for real but mine wasn't i don't think mine was like a bad fog it was just like yeah because even at work i was like oh shit it's already lunchtime mm-hmm. and i feel like i barely did any i mean i did a lot of work but i feel like it you know, went by so fast. Yeah. Well, I filed my taxes for myself this week. Oh, look at which, you. Here. Just grown girl things. Um, R.I.P. to my tax guy that died last year. Oh. Because, man, that was not fun. But I did it. And I'm sitting here thinking about how life is literally just... How, how am I living my day to day? Because I don't remember shit. It asked me if I received the third stimulus for $1,400 last year. I had to log into my IRS account because I couldn't fucking remember. How sad is that? That I couldn't remember if I got $1,400. That's not sad because they had to send us a paper because there was two that Austin did not get. Mm -hmm. And then I got all of them. But I'm like, was it the $600? Was it the twelve hundred? Was the four? Like which one was it? Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, but then my boss texted me today because he needed my license, registration, and insurance so that I yeah. can be like approved to drive, which I've been doing for years. Shout out to Panera. But um, <laughs> anyways, in order for me to be verified, I have to give them that information for them to update. Bitch, when I tell you, if I would have been pulled over since I have had this car, like since July. <laughs> I didn't have my insurance on me. Oh god. And I didn't know where my registration was, which it was in the glove compartment. Oh. Okay. I just couldn't remember if I had it. Yeah. 
I, he asked me for a picture of it today and I like luckily got logged into my Geico and could like send him a screenshot of my insurance card. But I'm like, <laughs> do I have a registration? <laughs> yes. They send it to you in the mail. Well, I mean, I know I have it. I'm just saying like, do I have it in the right spot or is it lost with my birth certificate somewhere? Isn't that some shit? Mm-hmm. How did our parents... What I do you mean know. our parents? My parents had mine in a fireproof lockbox yes. and then gave it to me. Yes. Why? What do you mean? Why would they trust us with that? That's oh, why would I'm they saying. trust us? I was about to say, why would they put in a fireproof lockbox? No. No, yeah. I'm saying because mine was just like, here's all your stuff one day. And I was like, oh, yep. Mine was already on its last leg. Yeah. And it's somewhere. I already had to get a no- new social security card, too. Because my that. mom fucking laminated that shit. It literally it says literally on the says, back. Do not laminate. <laughs> well, what's funny is that somewhere in my stuff, I have my ex's social security card. I never gave that back to him, and he. We out here stealing identities, huh? We out here stealing identities now. I should for how much money I spent on. <laughs> I should be getting half of for the bread. For legal he makes. reasons, <laughs> this is a joke. I mean, if you just look at my debt, you can <laughs> clearly see I'm not funneling money. <laughs> How? Okay. How terrible of a swindler do you have to be if you're swindling money to still be in debt? Pretty bad. Or you just have a really, really luxurious lifestyle. I mean, I do have champagne taste on a beer budget. But oh, okay, but you're not out here trying to take someone else on vacation that's like 25K. If I had a way to get it. Bitch. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> We've known this for a long time. <laughs> We've known this for a long time. That's true. There's a lot that separates us. And I think that's why we were so shocked when we became like best friends. I think that's why your friend was so shocked when we became best friends too. She was like, this is like the prospect to the Mount Washington. I'm the Mount Washington. You're the prospect. Dead ass. So it was actually the friend that came into town to visit her. And they were, they've been best friends forever. And I had met her best friend uh, probably. It was like sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was like sophomore year. And I didn't meet Megan until going into senior year. And then yeah, we, cause we had English, just math. clicked. Like we just clicked. And then going into college and shit ever since then. <laughs> inseparable (laughs) pretty much bonded at the fucking waist (laughs) we'll have to find a good comparison for our friendship for how polar opposite we are yeah yeah because i kind of like think i'm like the adam sandler and she's a kardashian that's the best way to put it (laughs) but bitch how is it how are they even intertwined they're not is adam sandler like super close to the kardashian no no i'm just saying like you are not like adam sandler (laughs) no i'm saying like he's so rich 
So like if we were rich, okay, this motherfucker's still walking around in Walmart t-shirts and basketball shorts. I mean, I would probably get some nicer leggings. Bitch, you'd be decked out. Don't even fuck around. You'd I be wouldn't. in the nicest athleisure. Athleisure? 100%. Yes. No, I'm saying you'd be in the nicest athleisure. I mean, that's pretty much what I do, too. But, girl, if you had the choice, you know your ass. If you had the money, Louis, Chanel, get out of here. <laughs> Coach, not me. I love immediately what came to mind for me was Louboutins. <laughs> and you said Louis, and I'm like yes red bottoms yeah okay but i, I mean, will say if i did have the money i probably would buy a pair just i don't know that i would wear them it. it's literally just the having them i do want to get a never full louis bag at some point and i told myself that when i get into a better position with my debt mm-hmm. that's going to be my reward fuck if i'm even out of it i just want to be in a better position <laughs> So instead of one, I'm gonna open a new credit card and put the Neverfull on there to reward myself from getting out of. I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. But eventually, that's kind of my my goal to reward myself in mm-hmm. my next stage of life is a Neverfull. So we'll see when I get there. But anyways, my goal is a new house on some land. As you should, Queen, and I have a feeling that's closer than you even realize. I hope so. I but want it. Are you ready to dive into today's topic? Yeah. All right. So today we're talking about the five apology languages. Um, I didn't really know about these until Kaylee brought it up when we were discussing on what to talk about this week. Um, but then after she texted me, obviously my phone was like, do do do, listening, suggesting. Um. So it was everywhere. Yeah. TikTok, everywhere. So I did some research um, and I actually took the quiz that they have. We'll put the link up. I'll just throw it in the bio so it's easy yeah. to get to. Um, but if you want to learn more about it, there's a great book by Gary Chapman and Jennifer Thomas called The Five Apology Languages. Supposedly, it's really good. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of stars ratings um i have not read it but i might actually look into it so there are five types and we're just gonna go go through them i'll probably read about them give you some examples and then we can kind of talk about Mm -hmm. um what we like or what you know so the first one is expressing regret this is the first one and it's just the simple act of saying i'm sorry While it sounds obvious enough, many people allowed pride or guilt to get in the way of this kind of apology, along with saying the words, I'm sorry, um, you should be listing the actions that you hurt the person, like how you hurt the person. Like, Like I'm sorry I did this. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't count if someone only says sorry because they got caught. So Absolutely. this might be your apology language if you want someone to acknowledge um, that they hurt you and that you want someone to genuinely express that they regret their actions and you want someone to validate your emotions. Um, the second one is accepting responsibility. This one occurs when someone earnestly admits that they are wrong for what they did 
along with acknowledging your fault in the situation. Note, it is easier to say you are right than I am wrong, but the latter carries more weight. Um, The person should be able to explain what they did wrong and why it was wrong. So this may be your apology language. So basically understanding and acknowledging. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, You want someone to take ownership of Mm -hmm. the hurt they caused. You want someone to clearly state what they did wrong to prove they can learn from their mistakes. Um, You don't want to hear excuses. I feel like I'm a mix so far. I was going to (laughs) say, we'll get into that. Um, Making restitution. This includes finding a way to correct the situation. This is a common apology scenario if something is lost, broken, damaged, um, and the apologizer offers to replace the item or pay for the inconvenience. It can also occur in more serious situations if a person is deeply betrayed and the person who did it makes it up to them. So some examples are if you want someone to prove they're willing to correct the problem. Example, put their money where their mouth is. Um, You find it important that the perpetrator makes things right again, whatever that may look like. Or you want someone to take a lead in a situation. Um, The fourth one is genuinely repenting slash planned change. And we'll get into that when it comes to the quiz. Um, This one requires a lot of change of behavior. Um, With this apology language saying sorry is definitely not enough. Um, Exchange and problem solving. Do not make excuses. Make a better specific plan for change. And there should be a sincere drive to do better. So examples, you need proof that someone is growing and working towards change. You need assurance that you won't be let down the next time around and words are not enough for you. Guilty. (laughs) Um, And last one is requesting forgiveness. This one allows the other person time to process their hurt before assuming everything is back to normal. Saying, I'm sorry for letting you down. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? Um, And it places the power back into the hands of the hurt party. While most people won't refuse an apology altogether, it does leave room for them to make exceptions, including the need for repentance or restitution. Um, Some examples of this are you're not quite ready to reconciliate yet. You need more time from the apology and want space to ask for it. And then you need to know the person apologizing is willing to wait until you're ready. So that's all five of them. Um... I took the quiz and it was fairly short and it kind of just gives you uh, what sounds most sincere to you and it gives you two examples and you just answer a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Um, mine ended up being the planned change slash because it's on there, but that goes in hand with the genuine repenting. So, and that was like the highest percentage I think I have. The number of percentages. Um, that was 32%. So that was my highest one. The making restitution was 28. Accept responsibility, 20. Expressing regret, 12. And request forgiveness, 8%. So, but I feel like that's pretty right. Because 
Um, especially as I'm older, I have to see the change. Like you can't, I feel like high school, early call, like early twenties, you're like, okay, it's fine. They said they're sorry, you know, whatever. Um, but after that, now I'm like, no, if you can't show me that you're going to make the change, do something to make it better. It's not worth my time and I'm not going to make time for you in my life. Yeah, I would argue Um, that it's probably because we have been burned so many times in the past mm -hmm. by giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's like, uh, actually, this really fits with the situation I'm going through right now with me trying to get over this situationship I've been in Mm -hmm. where I repeatedly gave him the benefit of the doubt because he kept saying he was going to change and each time he changed a bit just a little bit i will tell you like he changed it seems like a little bit but it it was a big step for him each time where he gave me more each time but i feel like he was also losing respect that i was giving him more chances Mm -hmm. whether he realized it or not because i was just i wanted him to make the change Mm -hmm. and he was saying he was going to And then finally it gets to a point where you're like, show me the motherfucking Carfax, bitch. (laughs) Like, because I'm looking at the actual given history. Yeah. And like, it's not looking good for you, boo. No. So I I totally get what you're saying where like, you need to see that they are going to actually put that effort in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it is just empty words Yeah. each time. I mean, I don't know how other people, which I know I did before, but now looking back, I'm like, how can people just let it go? You know, because people tell you all the time, they apologize, just let it go. It's family, let it go. It's this, let it go. It's family, never. Or anything other than them apologizing yeah. and genuinely apologizing, I'm not letting it go. I don't care who the <laughs> fuck you are. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing is just like, what if they do apologize? And then, especially family, they apologize and then it's back to the same shit. It's not an apology. It's literally just you know to mend the fence. Yeah. And then keep doing what you're going to do. And it's not okay. Can't handle it. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like I'm a swift combo of all of the apology languages because it is so important to me that they're hitting on all of those cylinders. Yeah. Like, I need you to acknowledge how you wronged me. Mm -hmm. Accept that wrong. Yeah. Like, okay, I made a mistake. Or if it was something like cheating, that is not a mistake. Mm. It is, you need to fully accept. In order for me to move on from something like that, you need to fully accept that blame and not say, oh, I made a mistake. It was, I messed up. Mm-hmm. We're all human. Like yeah. in certain situations, I'm not going to say I'll, I would always forgive cheating, but there are certain situations where I would hear it out. Mm-hmm. If they properly acknowledged it and did not wait until I found out and confronted them, mm-hmm. you know, but I would but say I feel like most of the time that's what happens. 
they get caught. Yeah, they're not. They're sorry because they. Yeah, they're sorry because they hate the hurt emotion they're seeing, Mm -hmm. and that they caused that. But if they weren't caught, where would you be? Exactly. And was that guilt eating you up, or were you just letting that go? Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like I have the same apology language as you, though, where mm-hmm. I just want to see you do it. Yeah. I need actions to back up words. I'm honestly like that with anything, though. Mm-hmm. Like, not even with apologies. Like, you say something. You better be doing it. Yeah. I'm not fucking around. Yeah. You know? Like, even if it's just something as little as, like, me and you. And we're like, hey, I'm going to do this this week. Let's get this done. You know? And then neither one of us do it. And then we're just like, bitch, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. but it's which we don't really do i don't feel like yeah but it's that. typically not something we follow up on that week it's after yeah. like months of backsliding that we're like okay bitch we really need to hold each other accountable this time <laughs> like we have to so it i but i get i pick up what you're putting down yeah it's where it doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. we just want to see that you're intentional and i think yeah. that was the most hurtful thing this is like really vulnerable that I'm even going to share this, but that was the most hurtful thing with this guy mm-hmm. because it, he would tell me he knows he's capable and like he knew he was capable of doing what I needed mm-hmm. or being the guy that I needed him to be and spending the time with me. And he's like, what you're asking for is not too much. He's like, you are so worthy of all the things you're asking for. I am just so busy right now mm-hmm. that I'm emotionally unavailable. He yeah. could acknowledge these things. And he's like, I understand. He's like, I am a- aware enough to where I know that you are not my property. Mm-hmm. We are not together. So if someone comes along and treats you better than I am currently, please take that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will be so hurt. And I think this is what made it more difficult for me is because I'm hearing him say these things. That would make it difficult for anybody, though, because you're like, you know, I'm worthy. You know what you have to do. You say you're going to do it. And you're acknowledging why you can't right now. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like I wanted to be patient and wait. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point where there was just not any follow through. Yeah, there was no follow through with him. He was saying that he would reaffirm me more. I wasn't seeing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just too sporadic. Too many of the same conversations over and over. And without I'm like, without a label and without. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. And so it comes to a point where you're like, okay, I need to choose myself and move forward while I still care and respect this person Mm -hmm. because we had the proper conversations where he said he was going to make the movement and he is just in the busiest season of his fucking life right now. Mm -hmm. That is not an excuse for me to accept it though. Yeah. So I had to make the conscious choice of I need to choose myself before I hate you Yeah. because he can come back still. I'm not going to wait for it. I'm not going to put off someone else for him, Mm -hmm. but because I left before I hate him, 
Yeah. There's a chance in the future that something could work out. But this is all to say for the people that are watching, <laughs> going through the same shit where you're waiting for someone to change for you, it's like I said a couple mm-hmm. of episodes ago. Wait for the one, but do not wait for someone to become the one. Because at the end of the day, if nothing were to ever change Mm -hmm. in the current situation you're in, would you be happy? And that's what you you cannot live on hope. So I feel like I have a great story for this because that's what happened with my ex. Mm -hmm. And it was just not... I knew in the long run, after 10 years of being together, it wasn't going to be good. Like, and I think I said... It was what it was at that point. It was. Like, there there was no changing, either of us. And I know people can change every day, but I think the way that I was going to go and he was going to go, we were not going to go together. Um, Yeah. It so, can work sometimes, but it I can. I will back you up 100% <laughs> that if, when you're in a relationship that long, it gives you a comfortability to not change. Yeah. And then become resentful because you needed to. Yeah. And you feel like you're the wrong person mm-hmm. when you're 40 or 50. And you have kids together. Yeah. And roots. And remember that conversation I had with you where I was like, it is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But the more roots you put down the more difficult this is going to be because you're going to be 40 and look back. Yeah. But go on. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a lot because I feel like, and sometimes me and Austin will have like little things, but the different, the difference with Austin is that he will literally support me no matter what. Like no matter his views on stuff, no matter how he feels, he will express it. And just be like, well, this is what I think. Like, not in a mean way, not in any type of way. But, like, he's like, but you need to do your thing and I'll do mine. And I'm like, okay. And that's how it should be to an extent. But I would understand, like, if I was out hurting him or doing something. You know what I mean. It's not harmful to you or your relationship. No. And he's letting you be an individual. Yeah. And You wouldn't have had that. Fuck no. Fuck, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. No, neither one of us would have been with our exes. <laughs> neither one of us could have been this open. Mm-mm. And it stopped us from a lot when we were with those people. And again, we will say this every time. They are great men. Yeah. And I say that wholeheartedly. They are men. They are great yes. men who were staples, absolute God sends at certain points in our life. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be the people we were without them, mm-hmm. but we would not be the people we are now with them. With them. Yeah. And even if I were And they ever, wouldn't be the people they are yes, with us. There's no precisely. fucking way. And even if I were to ever circle back to him, we are completely different. We mm-hmm. would have to re-enter each other's lives as yeah. strangers. Because of how much change has taken place. But it, while it's hard, it is the <laughs> most rewarding. It is. When you leave a situation knowing that you're risking mm-hmm. your happiness because you're complacent. Yeah. And that's the problem that we both had. We were both extremely complacent in those periods of time. And I had to fight 
the situation I was just in mm -hmm. because I wanted it, it was predictable mm -hmm. and part of getting through and healing your trauma is recognizing when a situation is not good for you mm -hmm. and looking at why you're still there and what I recognized was I knew the pattern mm -hmm. we would have the conversation Things would be, I would feel more secure. It would change just, a little bit. We just, just had the enough. conversation and then he would change just enough. Nothing backslid though. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't go back to how bad it was before. Yeah. He would consistently improve, but it just still wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was enough. And so I made that decision where I'm like, okay, it is not fair to me to keep asking him to do things that aren't within his capability realm right, right now. now yeah yeah he he can't provide that so instead of making him feel like shit all the time mm -hmm. i just, just leave it leave yeah it we're gonna leave this alone but it, i looked back and i'm like i did not leave mm -hmm. the relationship with someone who i still consider to be one of the best friends i've ever had i did not leave that relationship to enter into something like this mm -hmm. i didn't yeah I could have stayed with someone I would have been happy with. I wouldn't have been like to my full potential, mm -hmm. but I would have been happy. Yeah. I would have been okay. That's my best friend, you mm -hmm. know? I didn't leave that to then get into a situationship with somebody who can't even make me feel a quarter of what I was feeling. Yeah. You can't. But that goes to anyone. I can't relate to that subject now but mm -hmm. I did you know but that also goes for anyone in relationships right now because I know I'm not naming names but I know people know that are people going through that right now whether they are married with kids or whether they are in a long-term relationship or single and dating people because they just want to be yeah. in a relationship Don't dating the wrong it. people or if you're in I'm going to go through each each section. Married with kids. Mm -hmm. I can understand the not leaving mm -hmm. in a way. Okay. Um, but I have been a child of divorce. I have been around people who have been children of divorce. And I promise you, your kid wants to see you fucking happy before they see you resentful, unhappy, miserable fighting yeah. with your spouse or their other parent every day. Right. Just for the week or two out of the month, that's fucking great. Or even not even that. It's just that family dynamic. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And I know... Some people have a hard, like their excuses. Well, I don't want to split custody. I don't want to do this. I don't want to miss out on the life. You won't. Yeah. You won't. I mean, I know there are some situations that you have to go to court or you have to, you know, stuff like that. But in the end, if you are a want to be in that kid's life, you're going to be in the kid's life. Regardless, yeah. you're going to have them. Right. So make sure you put yourself first because just because you have a kid, that doesn't mean you, you put yourself back here. You still have a life. You still You're are still a, a human. Right. And 
I think um, what really, really hits me is when we're getting older. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see our parents as people instead of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it by no means excuses any trauma that they put us through. I'm not trying to say that. But no. the more you understand that your parents are people, the more you start to understand the motives behind certain things yeah. they did, the mistakes they made, why they wanted you to have a certain life, whatever. And I hope you don't mind me speaking on this, but your yeah. parents getting back together recently mm-hmm. after how many years of being separated? 12. It was a dramatic 12 years for you all. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that a different day. We mm-hmm. don't have to get into the nitty gritty. But the point is, it was very turbulent, them getting back together. Because of how much friction there was for those 12 years that you all faced. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you have to look at them and say, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. And I know it was hard, harder for some than others. But me and you were immediately on the same wavelength where we're like, fuck the opinions. Mm-hmm. Fuck what everybody else thinks. If you are happy, yeah, please be together. Please. And they have never been happier. Never. Like, I've never seen either of your parents this happy. <laughs> and I've known you for the majority of the mm-hmm. time they were separated. They separated, like, what, two years before I met you? Yeah. I was 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never saw them with other partners the way that they are with each other. Mm-hmm. So why? So it's like it's like how I remember it when I was a kid. Yeah, before, before everything went down. everything went down. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, that could happen for your relationship if you leave before you hate each other. Yeah. If you separate and take a moment to fix things instead of suffocating. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it's almost like um, putting tape on a broken windshield and just praying to God that it's not going to shatter. Whereas if you allow yourself to have that space to be individuals and then come back together, Mm -hmm. they would have never had this together had they forced it Mm -hmm. for 12 years, you know, and it all comes back together with their situation. They were young. Mm -hmm. They were in their thirties and they probably could have handled it a little better. Right. You know, just by communicating and stuff. But that was for them to figure the fuck out. Yeah. It all comes with growth. And they wouldn't be the people they are. Yeah. Exactly how we were saying with us in our relationships. If they hadn't left, they -hmm. wouldn't be the people they need each other to be now. Yeah. And need themselves to be. Because they're happy with who they are as individuals. Of Mm -hmm. course, they have growing to do. But. But now they can grow together. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than apart for the rest of their fucking lives. And I mean, it was the same. <laughs> my parents separated when I was eight for a year mm-hmm. and figured it out. So it can be done. Mm-hmm. Maybe you aren't going to get back together with that person. And that's okay but too. This is the biggest thing. And this goes into people in long term relationships too. Relationships Ugh. are just a part of your life. You are the only person that you're going to deal with day in and day out that will not leave you mm-hmm. that person can up and go at any point you have to be okay on your own and mm-hmm. it's very hard to feel that way and of course you love the person of course it was hard for you to leave that relationship after well, 10 years well yeah but you fucking knew there was going to be a life that you would regret not living mm-hmm 
and everything can work. You can be best friends, have a house together, live the perfect life. But if you want different stages of your life to appear and that's just not on their radar, okay. Bye. That is enough of a reason to find a partner that's going Mm -hmm. to hit if that is like a major thing to you. Yeah. If you want to get married and have kids and they don't, you cannot put them in the position to want that without resent me like they are going to resent you, you know it's so much what's crazy is i stopped myself for so long and remember i told you we have the house there's an you're giving me ring everything I, our families yeah all that stuff mm-hmm. i was real oh man i was really torn because of the family thing mm-hmm. you were so integrated in each other's lives yeah i mean that's from but 16 to 25 single time you, know? you would talk to me about it and of course I knew mm-hmm. right after when I started going through it less than a year later, mm-hmm. exactly why you were reeling. Yeah. Because it is difficult, but that uncertainty you're feeling is because you don't know. You know for certain what's going to happen when you stay. Mm-hmm. You know. You do not know what's going to happen when you leave. You don't know when you're going to meet scary. somebody. You don't know what it's going to be like being alone. It's fucking terrifying. But then at the same time, it was so freeing it was so freeing like after i moved out had everything free- like i didn't know where the fuck i was gonna go yeah and then my dad was just like you did it on a you fucking can say whim it. i did you did not she did not plan it was like just one night like a wednesday it was in the middle of a fucking week <laughs> and he, i just texted her and i was like i did it yeah and she was like did what it, it really blew my mind but at the same time it was what encouraged me to do the same for myself it took me three months probably Mm -hmm. of going back and forth on it until I was like he does not deserve to be with someone who's questioning it Mm -hmm. at all yeah it's so hard to make that move but I remember every time you were telling me our family you know the house whatever I'm like Megan all this can be figured out Mm -hmm. everything you're saying is figure outable Mm -hmm. what is not is the future you know you won't have exactly and you know what i left i found myself i was fucking happy and i found austin and that's what people are so scared i at least the majority of people that i know are more scared about the unknown of Mm -hmm. like well i can't just start over with someone else because then that's gonna take forever no bitch i found austin about Five months after. Yes. Right? It was very soon. Within a year and a half, married kid. Yeah. And you genuinely <laughs> like, have never been this version of yourself mm-hmm. with someone else. This y- version of you who is the truest form of you. Yeah. And the more you grow into that, more the more he loves you. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Because you're not the same person that he met. And he is 100% not the same person you met. No. But you guys are growing together in a way that is so cohesive and organic Mm -hmm. because you allow each other to be individuals. Yeah. And I just want to encourage other people that it's okay to be on your own. It's okay to leave. Yes. You cannot wait, whether you're waiting for them to pop the question, whether whether you're waiting for the kids, like just, just like you can change, they can change. So one day, you know, four years ago, you're talking, yeah, I want kids. Yeah, I want this. 
and you're like, okay, well, here's my timeline. Don't fucking go back on your timeline Mm -hmm. because they are not ready yet. Yeah. If you're ready and they are not ready. Yeah. That's enough reason for you to reevaluate. And also timelines change. Maybe you reevaluate too and you're like, you know what? Three years from now is better for me too. Mm -hmm. And maybe in the in-between time it will work out, but you're functioning on what if. Mm -hmm. Truly. And like I was saying before, relationships are not the end-all be-all at all. And I know it's hard, especially when you've been with someone for a long time, to think outside of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But you have so much life outside of being somebody's girlfriend or being somebody's wife or significant other, period, or partner. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what label you give it. You are more than that. And if you need to be single, it is much better to do it now when you are younger Mm -hmm. than to look back in five years, still end up single, and think, why the fuck didn't I do this Mm -hmm. before I was insert age? Yeah. And especially now that we're on the up and up to 30, people are getting more nervous because their 30s are when you're supposed to settle down. Okay, why not take care of it now? Mm -hmm. You might meet somebody before you're even 30. If you're 25, 28, whatever, Mm -hmm. you can have it all. You have to move now, though. And sometimes the universe is fucking testing your ass. Yeah. Because are you going to sit and let this happen? Yeah. Or are you going to get what you want? Because literally, you know, you make up your mind one day and then the universe is like door open. Here's your whole new fucking life. Or they unlock the door. Yeah. The door's unlocked now. You just have to twist the fucking handle and push. And that's it. And what's been nuts is ever since I fucking talked about hearing Vienna Mm -hmm. in my head. It literally popped into my head. It is all over my fucking TikTok now. But it goes right back to those fucking lyrics where it's, you can either get what you want or you can just get old. Getting old is fucking guaranteed, you all. It is fucking guaranteed that you're going to age. Getting what you want not guaranteed you can sit and be complacent with where you are in your life right now Mm -hmm. or you can take the steps that scare the absolute living shit out of you and get one step closer to the life that you want and it is scary as fuck but there is no feeling more rewarding than seeing your life change in a positive manner Mm -hmm. because you finally did it i mean just take us for example with the podcast right We wouldn't be here if we didn't take the jump. And you know know how fucking terrifying it is to sit here and put ourselves out here? 100% show you all every side when neither one of us really posted about our personal lives on our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. It was Mm -hmm. literally just the highlight reel like everybody else. But we realized there is a need for people being open about the issues that they face Mm -hmm. Because how many people do we know who are being complacent Mm -hmm. or feel bad because they haven't found a partner or they're guilting themselves over certain things that we're talking about and don't even recognize or hitting them. And then they reach out to us and they're like, I needed that. Well, not that could be with anything. It can be with relationships. You could be like me. 
I guilt myself for not getting off the couch and working out when I know I should and I know what to do. And I look back at pictures of my body before a baby and I still don't make the change. And I tell myself the same thing I'm telling you all. The universe probably has something really great for you if you just did a 30-minute workout, do some yoga, try something new, you know, but I'm in my head and I got to fix that. I think a huge (laughs) part of making the change is getting out of your own way. Yeah. And we've talked about this in past episodes where you are often your own roadblock Mm -hmm. and not even a roadblock. It is literally like a speed bump. That you're just looking at and you're, it's like you're learning how to ride a bike and you're coming up to it and you're like, I don't want to go over this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to even really ride on just the straight pavement. Yeah. I don't want to go over this bump. But then once you do it, it's smooth sailing. Yeah. It is so smooth. And your life increasingly, it gets easier and easier to tackle goal after goal because it becomes fucking addicting. Mm-hmm. This is how it was when you uh, and your ex broke up and you went to the gym because you got addicted to that progress. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the same thing we're going through now. We are addicted to producing the podcast. Mm-hmm. We want the content to be flowing. We want the interaction to be flowing. But it was scary as fuck because mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we're going to be talking about all this vulnerable shit. Hopefully it turns out well because th- we're putting ourselves all the way here. And <laughs> Deadass just talking about it all. And Spreading our vaginas on Instagram Live. <laughs> Put your pussy lips on Instagram Live. I'll give you $1,000. Is that a bit? Hey, that's a, that's a little boozy. <laughs> little boozy was saying that to women. <laughs> on his Instagram Live, he's like, I'll give you $1,000. I'm like, oh, where shit. was I Why when that live was that? going? Oh, fuck. God damn. Sorry. I would have made my fake profile a little bit earlier. <laughs> but the whole premise of today is just take the quiz. Mm-hmm. Find out your apology language. Um, I think most people kind of know what they want, but it's good to have an especially with a partner Mm -hmm. or family or anything you can explain to them better after doing research and reading it and you can be like this is the type of apology i need this is the remorse i need i need changed behaviors or if you're one of those people that are just like i need just i just need a sorry tell me you're genuinely sorry and at least have them list out how they hurt you not so just they're acknowledging. like a, yes it's not like they're just walking through the steps yeah yeah i think that um. with apologizing a huge part of it is recognizing you also need to put your ego aside and figure out how your partner needs to be apologized to as well mm-hmm. it's just what the love language is it is it goes hand in hand everyone <clears throat> needs something different yeah, and your emotions deserve so. to be validated, mm-hmm. even if they feel stupid and it feels ridiculous to ask for an apology a certain way. You're going to hold on to that hurt and the anger that comes along with the yeah. hurt if you don't receive the apology in a way that feels authentic to you. Mm-hmm. 
because you're going to wonder when the next time is that they're going to do the same thing until you Been feel there. like it is genuine to the person. Yeah. But this also goes to say that when you tell someone that you forgive them, you have to let it go. And it is fucking difficult. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with it as well. So I'm kind of talking to myself too. Mm-hmm. But when you tell somebody mm-hmm. that you forgive them, mean it. Mm-hmm. Do not tell somebody that you're okay or you're moving forward. You forgive them until you are there. Yeah. Because nothing is worse than when you feel like you're moving forward and someone keeps bringing up something that you did. And that goes back to the fifth one. Which is, let me pull it up again, just so I don't tell you wrong. Which is the requesting forgiveness. But that also goes time. along with get them giving you time. Mm-hmm. You can request and be like, I hear your apology, but it's going to take me however long. A couple days. Don't even label it weeks. sometimes. Just be if, like, it's going to yeah. take me some time to really take it in and be able to accept it. Or to build trust back up. Yeah. But you need to communicate when you need time. And for people like us who function on an anxious attachment that we're trying to heal, accepting that people need time and deserve to be upset and take time to process Mm it is fucking hard. Because I am a people pleaser very much. So I want to know that you're okay. I want to know that we're okay. And this reminds me of a particular situation before I was official with my ex where I had just gotten a new phone and he was still on Tinder and I had gone through his phone because I felt like he was talking to girls. I was right. He wasn't like it was mostly seemed like it was for attention. It was nothing like super hurtful, but it was hurtful. Mm -hmm. He was still talking to girls, whatever. So he went through my phone and texted me and was like, I just made a mistake. And I was like thinking that he cheated on me or something. Not cheated because we yes, were together. But yes. like I'm like, oh, he fucked somebody else. And he's like, I said, what? And of course, my anxiety's through the fucking roof because we're texting. And his bubble was typing, went away, typing, went away, typing. And then he says, I just went through your phone, like your old phone. And I'm like, oh, did he see our messages? Oh, uh, he didn't ours? go through ours, which is the smartest thing to do is go through the best friend's messages. <laughs> but he saw, like, um, conversations I had with some guys that I was chatting with and, mm-hmm. like, that I had hooked up with in the past because um, I never really deleted threads. You still don't. So I actually am a lot better about it. I have a lot of things deleted, and I deleted my situationships thread without hesitation. So we're moving forward here. Um, but he was so hurt and I immediately was like, let me come over. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to come over and I still struggle with this. Like, I need to be in person with you right now to talk about this. Like, Mm -hmm. even if we need space and we're not talking, I need to physically be in person so I can read the energy. And that's part of my trauma response from being a kid where Mm -hmm. I could feel the energy in the room and I could gauge when it was going to be okay by the energy where I'm like, okay, they're only sort of mad or sort of hurt. So they'll be fine, you know, like, or we're going to fix this. Yeah. That's part of the unknown. You're going through 
this through text, it is so much worse. And I did this with the situation shift too, where I'm like, I need to be in person. Like, we, when are you free for us to talk about this? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, because I can fix it. Yeah. I can make things better. But it, in reality, you have to realize it's going to work out how it's supposed to. Yeah. And if they need that time, don't bombard them with texts. Yeah. Do not call them a million times. It makes it so much worse and so much harder for them to process emotions when you are crowding that space. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest takeaway that I've had from my relationship mistakes that I've made. (laughs) um, Because I've learned not responding is extremely powerful. Yeah. Because you can't say something you regret in that space. And I've done that plenty of times where I've fucked up. And I've said something because I just wanted a reaction. I wanted Mm -hmm. some sort of reaction so I could tell what was going on. And I said something. I'm like, fuck. I just want to go back literally two minutes (laughs) and just Mm -hmm. take it all back. And you can't. Nope. So take that how you will. But let people process how they need to. I think I've gotten better with that too. Especially when I am having emotions. Um, work was a big one. Mm-hmm. And then before Maisie was born was a big one. Won't get into the situations, but I have had to stop myself. Because if I don't, if I don't take the time, it usually takes me about a day. Um, and I don't usually talk to people about it. I will. You process. I process it. Yeah. Internally. It probably isn't the best thing, but it works for me because I can like really breathe through it. I can think about it because if I don't and I react right then and there how I want to, I would be very mean. Like I probably wouldn't have a job if I wouldn't have let myself decompress decompress Mm -hmm. um after some news that i got and then before Maisie, i took myself out of it thought about her Mm -hmm. and i was just like the best situation i'm not for that yeah i'm not getting mad like i'm not gonna let myself stress her out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean breathe and then i gave myself a day and i felt like i could handle the situations better because i could actually get my thoughts down i could actually talk about it And I think that's a thing that I know us for sure. When we don't have the time to think about it and we react right then and there, we always fucking regret everything we say. Yeah. In that moment. I used to go for the jugular. (laughs) um, Like viciously. Yeah. And if I could have a conversation with my ex-boyfriend, I would love to not even just be apologetic but explain to him how I figured out why I acted the way I did. Mm -hmm. Because some of the things I said to him, not so much um, in the in-between, but before we were together, I would say a lot of things to get a reaction. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, when I was trying to fix things and get him back, I would say things for reaction too. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to let him know (laughs) that I was doing it out of trauma um and i know he doesn't hold anything against me we talked about how he's forgiven me for everything that 
you know, he never held any kind of grudge for anything I said. But Mm -hmm. I think back and I'm like, how fucked up some of the things I said were. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me to my core. But I had to remind myself, me apologizing to him after he's told me he doesn't care is for me. Mm-hmm. That apology is not for him. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for me to reach out and give it because I'm only doing it to get it off of my mind. Yeah. Which is not fair. No. And no reason to bring it back up. Yeah. You know, but at least you know that mm-hmm. you're apologetic. Yeah. And genuinely am changing so I don't have to put someone else through yeah. that again. But you're right. We very much would hurt feelings. If we were to say things immediately. And I have before. Yes. And I've even physically hurt somebody. Because I, mm-hmm. I mean, not terribly. I didn't beat somebody up. But yeah. someone did get punched straight across the face. I smacked my ex before. <laughs> I don't encourage it. No. And not he at all. didn't even get mad because he knew that it, he deserved it mm-hmm. at that moment. Like, he really fucked up. Still not an excuse for physical no. violence. No. But totally smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> um, but some advice on waiting also goes for reaching out. After any given time where something hasn't ended on a great note, or you recently had some sort of interaction that just did not end well, yeah, and you're like missing talking to them it's been a couple days or weeks really think about if you're doing it because it's a habit to talk to them you're missing them and you just want that pain to stop Mm -hmm. which is temporary you will get through it you need to think about who you would be apologizing for like I was just saying is it for you or is it truly because they need that and then also Give yourself a day yeah. before you send anything. Give yourself a full 24 hours. And if you still feel the need to send exactly the same message, and if you feel like you need to send a different message that day, wait another (laughs) 24 hours. But if genuinely in your gut after 24 hours you feel like the same message needs to be sent, send it. Mm -hmm. No regrets. Like send what you need to send to get it (laughs) off of your mind and then let it go. We need to get that tattooed. We should. No. No regrets. No. Not even one letter. (laughs) But also recognize the best way to move in your life is Mm -hmm. to realize that when you send something that you genuinely need to say, you can have zero expectations for how that person responds. Mm -hmm. You need to be willing. And this has helped me is to look worst case. Yep. What is the absolute worst case? I don't even look at best case. They ignore What you. is the worst case scenario here? Some people will respond hurtfully and you see that. Some people, them not responding at all is the worst. Mm-hmm. Put that in your head and be accepting of however they respond to it. But their reaction is valid no matter what, even if it's hurtful. Just like your reaction is valid. Yes. You can't, But you, know. you can't send things expecting it to be a certain way. Oh, yeah, no. You need to send it release and accept however it goes Mm -hmm. because uh, there is a plan for you and it's gonna go exactly how it needs to go even if it's not gonna happen in that moment it's gonna work out it will it always does it's gotta go with the flow 
Grow with the flow. I got a coffee mug that says that. It's pretty cute. I mean, <laughs> that's so real, though. Growing <laughs> with the flow of life. Mm-hmm. Once you release the stringent plans that you have for your life, mm-hmm. it starts flowing a lot better. I'm telling you, in these earthy... I don't even want to call them hippies because they're not hippies, but just like these earthy people that just like live their life to live, mm-hmm. you know, they're so fucking wise. I know people like it's getting better. I know some people like make fun of them. They're like, oh, well, they're just, you know, hippies, yogis, Crazy. you know, all this stuff, bro. They're the most... They're in tune. ...centered, calm motherfuckers... It's... They're genuinely... And it's so refreshing. Yeah, they're in tune with themselves. Yeah. They're in tune with the energy. They can read your energy. Mm -hmm. Like, I can... I've actually started to see people's auras. Mm -hmm. It's pretty weird. Like, the more in touch you get, like, the more you can just feel the changes in your life... And feel what is right. Yeah. And it's um what some would call the Holy Spirit. But like for the spiritual people, it's like the signs from the angels or your mm-hmm. gut where you just feel moved in that mm-hmm. moment or you feel wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, when the more in tune you get with life in general and the more you release and allow mm-hmm. to enter, the less anxious you are. Because you don't care about your timeline or when things are going to happen. Yep. And the more you can make decisions and feel better about them. And you just follow your gut more. Yeah. Because it's not fucking lying to you. You trust yourself. (laughs) And that that is a hard part that people don't really talk about in the healing journey is it is hard to trust yourself when you have led yourself into a lot of situations that have hurt you. Right here. Mm Mm-hmm. Your fucking brain... Your overthinking brain screws you over a lot. But it makes sense that you're cautious with yourself when all you've done is lead yourself into situations that have caused you this much turmoil. Yeah. But as you heal and get more in touch with it, you can begin to heal that trust with yourself and move in a direction that is better. Mm -hmm. So it's all, everything comes back to figuring out why your brain operates the way that it does yeah. And then working to change that. Yes. Exactly. So hopefully you guys found this helpful. Um, I know hopefully. we didn't really focus too much on the apology languages, but I feel like it was a lot of how you can apply it and yeah. learn from it. <laughs> and we will post the link for the quiz so you all can figure out how – it fits for you all. Yeah. Um, and if you have a partner, having them take it would be extremely beneficial for you. So then you know how to speak to them and yeah. apologize to them. Yes. But we are so glad you all came to listen again. Um, like we said before, we hope that we are reaching people and encouraging people no matter what stage of life you're in. Um, and hope that you're really enjoying this. Yeah, there were definitely stages of our lives where hearing these things mm-hmm. would have been cha- like literally life changing. Well, look, we're on different wavelengths there. You're like, fuck it. But um, 
No, if I was younger and someone was telling me this stuff, I'm like. Blowing it off. Yeah. yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. But I was searching for someone who had these answers. Yes. When I was hurting. Yes. Or when I, if I, we would have heard this when we were trying to make the final decision on our relationships. It wouldn't have been the push off the edge. Yeah. But it would have been that voice in the back of the head where you're like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. I'm going to make a more sound decision now mm-hmm. or learning from us fucking up <laughs> and <laughs> some of the stories that I told Learned about us. my ex and the situation ship and shit. Like we have a ton of advice we can give. So please reach out, DM us, email us. Um, again, we have our Facebook page up now. You guys can join that community. Um, Instagram at red flags and rosé. Also on TikTok and Twitter is that we don't really use Twitter. You and by do. really, I mean we don't. Um, she uses her <gasps> personal Twitter. Damn, Kyrie, stop for Just bad one more things. minute. So, Just um, <laughs> um, but we hope to see you all next week. If you're watching, if you're listening, yes. we will be gracing your ears next week again. Um, but yeah. Like, follow, subscribe, share with your friends. Anyways. Bye, guys. Bye.